So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. It's time for our Tuesdays with Tom segment. Tom Skilling joining us this Tuesday, as he does every Tuesday. We're thankful for that. Sponsored by Permaseal Basement Systems. Hey Tom, how's it going today? Very well, Anna. How are you? Nice to talk to you as well. Nice to talk to you. There is a lot to talk about. I'll tell you, we've got surging temperatures both up and down here, a storm that just lambasted the Pacific Northwest, and we have a big uh, lunar, partial lunar eclipse coming up uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, late Thursday night. Uh, That'll be the longest lunar eclipse in 580 years lasting over six hours around here, and it commences just after midnight Thursday night. And here's the thing, and I think we may actually, if uh, current forecasts hold up, uh, have skies clear enough to actually see it. So that'll be interesting. Wouldn't that be so nice? Yeah. To get up. yeah, yeah. You know, watching you watch the solar eclipse and report on it live was one of the moments, the, my, my, my favorite moments, I think, ever in te- local television. Just to see you so visibly moved by that, Tom, I just I know a lot of people listening would probably if they saw it would feel the same way. It was it was just it was so amazing to see uh, you do oh, that reporting and, and how moved you were. You're so sweet. You, you've said this before. And, you know, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> that but there was just something so mag- magnificent about it yeah and you know the one thing the difference between that which was a solar eclipse uh, down in carbondale and what's coming up thursday night is we won't need any special you know uh goggles or anything like that to see it there mm-hmm. you can't hurt your eyes looking at a lunar eclipse which is what this is going to be okay. and um, at its peak we should come about three o'clock in the morning friday morning so you have to be willing to get up to look at it at its peak. But about 97% of the disk of the moon will be covered by the shadow of Earth because these lunar eclipses happen when Earth comes between the sun and the moon and casts a shadow on the moon, and then it, it, it blocks the light that illuminates the moon uh, partially or near totally in the case of this eclipse that we've got coming uh, uh, this coming Thursday night, Friday morning. starts around... 12.02, and it runs through about uh, 6.03 in the morning, uh, Thursday, lately Thursday night, Friday morning. So we'll see whether or not current expectations of only about uh, 15 to 20 percent cloud coverage verify. Hmm. If so, we'll be able to see it around here. Wouldn't that be nice? It's worth getting up for something like that. I, I, I just I wonder what the impact that'll have on human behavior, though, Tom. Should we be worried? I know I know. if you talk to police officers or emergency workers, they always say that the full moon, they say, oh, full moon tonight. And I, maybe it's just something they believe. Maybe it's tested in their world. But I just, what does a lunar eclipse do for us? Is that calming, hopefully? That'd be nice. You know, I, I don't know that uh, uh, changes in humor, human behavior have been attached to it, but it's interesting. <laughs> You're right. You know, it's like the full moon. Nobody has established the physical basis for uh, any strange behavior during the full moon. And yet you get all these um, anecdotal reports, mm-hmm. um, and they come in all forms, about strange behavior in and around full moons. Maybe it has to do with the light, you know, hmm. the kind of light it casts down on us. I uh, Who knows? Yeah. But 
Anyway, you raise an interesting point. Something to see. I will. I'm going to set yeah. my clock for that. We do. I love doing these kinds of things and just yeah. experiencing yeah. the world. Um, hey, Tom. Yesterday, when we were getting on the air, about one o'clock, when I was getting on the air, we saw some snow flurries downtown. Then we really didn't yeah. see much after that. And I wonder where was there accumulation and uh, who got who got the most? Just a dusting. Um, mm-hmm. It was a fast-moving little disturbance that came through, and the axis of the heaviest was actually south of us. But it kind of ran out of eastern Iowa, went through our southern suburbs, the main axis of it, although it snowed here in the rest of the metro area briefly, too. And then it went across northern Indiana. I got some pictures from viewers, Anna, of a mm-hmm. uh, little bit of a dusting of snow on vegetation. And on, uh, oh, I got a couple of pictures on pumpkins, you know, in LaPorte County, for instance. And then it went off to Ohio and was out of here. But, uh, you know, what happens tonight is going to be kind of interesting. Here's another thing you're going to have to get up in the early morning out of the hours, uh, early morning hours to see. And that is a surge in our temperature. It was cold yesterday. We had a like a December 4th, uh, 24th Christmas Eve level temperature with that 36 degree high we saw yesterday. Today, we'll get up to around 50 during the day and then keep rising tonight. So that we may, by about 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, get up to around 60 degrees, not far from it here. And then the temps will crash during the day tomorrow so that by nightfall, we'll be back in the low 40s again. So two things to get up for if you're interested. (laughs) One, the lunar eclipse Thursday night, Friday morning. And then tonight, uh, there could be a near 60-degree temperature in the morning. little surge of warmth. The storm doing this, Anna, is way up in Canada now. It'll track across southern Canada. But this thing plowed into the Pacific Northwest and British Columbia, knocked out power to 170,000 homes and businesses, um, produced record flooding, mudslides. Uh, They had uh, automobile rescues uh, in flooded water. They had mudslides that closed down expressways in British Columbia. In fact, it closed Vancouver Harbor, which is uh, one of Canada's largest harbors uh, because of the wind and waves and all that occurred. And now as it's been crossing the mountains, it's been producing these powerhouse winds up in Montana and the Northern Plains. They had some gusts over 80 miles an hour last night in the Northern Rockies. So that's the storm passing north of us tonight that's going to turn our winds south and bring that little puff of warmer air up late tonight and probably showers during the day tomorrow as we transition back to colder air again. So when would be the warmest point, Tom, if I wanted to set my alarm and get up and feel what 60 feels like because I'm not sure I'm going to feel that for a while? When would that be? I would say any time roughly from 3 to 5 a.m. And even when we we join the day tomorrow, uh, and as folks are getting out to work and school, it'll it'll still be mild to start with. We'll have started in the 50s. Uh, and then watch the temps go down so that by the time, uh, uh, you know, Steve gets on tomorrow afternoon, it'll be down probably in the low 40s by the time the sun sets uh, tomorrow night. So there'll be quite a quite a change, and that's typical of autumn around here. For sure. Hey, Tom, stand by for a second. We have to check traffic. And I do want to ask you, I saw a fascinating report on WGN-TV about, the, now that the climate summit is over, a look at climate change on a local level. It's something I know you've been very vocal about. And I just yeah. want to ask you about it. The lake, the farmland, the kinds of impacts that are predicted here. Uh, very fascinating to take a look locally. Back with Tom Skilling, our Tuesdays with Tom segment, sponsored by Permaseal Basement Systems. Tom, Tom, I know you have been out there very vocal about trying to educate about 
the changes in our climate and talking about locally how what that impact really looks like and what the expectation is. I saw this report um, on WGN TV. I think uh, Jackie Bang did it, but it was talking about the the how Illinois is struggling with the effects of climate change. It cited the fact that seventy five percent of Illinois is farmland, and then talked about the impact on our for our farms, the severe weather events, but also the lake. Um, and and you you've been talking about for this for 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 some time and. You You've brought a lot of people over. Um, what is it? What is it you want people to make sure they know about the impact here locally? Well, you know, it's it's very interesting. Um, climate change uh, affects some areas more than others. Jackie had a farmer on who said, "Look, I don't think it's uh, really affecting us much. We're still producing crops and all the rest." The, the effects are very variable. For instance, you get these extremes in weather. Um, it's like the flooding in the Pacific Northwest or the drought in the Southwest U.S. or the flooding that went on in New York City and that area. Hurricanes that intensify very quickly because of the warm ocean waters they're over. I was looking at a report this morning. They were saying the 77-degree uh, line in the Gulf of Mexico, water temperature line, has moved about 130 miles north, and it butts up against the coast right now, whereas in, you know, decades ago, it was down farther in the Gulf. There are all kinds of uh, effects, and some of them are subtle, some of them are not so subtle. The biggest effect uh, we've noticed around here is, I think, increased frequency of extreme rain events. Although this past summer was at the other end of the spectrum through our northern counties, it was actually dry. But if you look at the number of times we've put our rivers in flood, including the Mississippi River, it's it's been interesting to see how it's it's changed and also these lake level fluctuations we've always had lake michigan go up and down there's kind of a sine wave quality to the level lake level if you plot it on a graph it goes up it goes down there's no regularity to it uh there's a bit of a cycle but it isn't regular um and but what's been happening is the uh peaks and valleys have been occurring more frequently and they're driven by extremes in precipitation. The fact the, um, uh, the Great Lakes drainage basin that feeds the water into the lakes is getting more precipitation more frequently. Extreme rain events in the Midwest are up about 57% since the late 1950s. Hmm. Um, and so that's been one of the big changes. And then the warming. I mean, remember those winters we had back in the 1970s? My gosh, we had temperatures uh, that went below zero after every snowstorm we had. We don't see that as much anymore. We get these blasts of cold air that last a week and a half or something like that. But um, by and large, um, you can still get cold weather and you can still get snowstorms on a warming climate. It's just they happen less frequently and over less area. And that's what we've been observing. So um, all kinds of signs are planted. The, the weather is adjusting to the fact we're heating it differently because of uh, gases we put in that hold on to and re-radiate heat. They change jet streams. Jet streams change rains and uh, snows that, that are depend- we depend on for our water supplies and food production, stuff like that. And, of course, sea level is rising as well. And that's another uh, feature that's going to become more a factor in the decades ahead on the coast. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Tom. 
Yeah, no, that's all right, Anna. Um, I, I was just going to, you mentioned the coast, and so often we think, well, Lake Michigan doesn't get impacted, but I, even in the same story that we're, that Jackie reported on, they were talking about $15 million worth of damage along our, our shoreline from yeah. the high lake levels, and I know there's a Northwestern professor who was cited in it, and he said that for three years in a row, we've hit record highs there, and it's battering that coastline, and it's uh, it's causing damage as well. Well, you know, it was interesting. I saw an analysis that said that, uh, in a in a way, these uh, huge spreads in lake uh, levels that we've been seeing on the Great Lakes, the highs and then the lows that follow, and then you go back to highs again, they're occurring more rapidly. In a way, this is more insidious for planters and all mm-hmm. uh, along the lakes because it causes damage and all that's difficult to plan for. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a major factor. Think about it. When I moved up to the north side of Chicago here, we had record lake levels in 1986. By 2012, we'd gone down to record lows. And then by 2020, we were up to record highs again. Now we've come down a little bit. We're still way above the uh, long-term average. We're about 17 inches above the average. And that doesn't sound like much, but when you start putting your 20-foot waves on top of it with storms, that's when you get trouble. Uh, And the same is true of sea level rise. You know, the New York Harbor is up about 18 inches in the last century. You put a Superstorm Sandy on top of that, and you get billions of additional dollars of damage when you bring a storm in. Doesn't happen every day, but when you get these extremes of weather, that uh, complicates things further. Mm -hmm. And that's what climate change tends to do. Yeah, I can't blame climate change for this, but I know that even a day like today, it feels like extreme weather to me. I don't know why. It just feels all of a sudden when when you get this fluctuation, Tom, this morning I got out of my car to unload some stuff right along the lakefront and I was freezing <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. and what is it, 40s? I don't know, maybe mid 30s, high 30s today. I, I just, it just felt it in my bones. <laughs> oh, yeah. This morning we were in the 30s. Well, think about it. We're running about 10 degrees colder than the start of November last year. Last year was unusually warm. We had a seven-day streak of 70-degree weather. Um, So um, it all goes to show that even though the trend is up uh, in terms of temperature, it's a nonlinear trend. That means it doesn't continuously occur. It occurs in fits and starts. So uh, this year, we're uh, running cool to start this uh, fall season. Uh, We were warm to begin with, but, I mean, to start November, we've been running pretty cool around here. Uh, And yet, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned the snow yesterday. Snow uh, arrived about uh, two and a half weeks later than it did last year and about two and a half weeks later than the most recent 10-year average arrival of the first flakes of snow. So our snow has actually been late in getting here this year. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to be getting up at 3 in the morning tomorrow or maybe five uh-huh. <laughs> to feel that 60 degrees tom because i i just don't remember i want to try to hang on to what that feels like who yeah. knows hey just real quickly about 30 seconds left but i'm um, looking out toward thanksgiving do you see cooler warmer what what are we looking at you know what we're going to warm up this weekend modestly we're talking 40s next week however does include some pretty chilly spells uh, as yet, and I don't see a big storm that would lay down, you know, a huge amount of snow. It may be there, but we're not seeing it yet on our models. 
so, uh, but there are going to be some windy transitions uh, back into colder air, which will come down here in punches. One will arrive early next week. There'll be a reinforcing one the middle and end of next week. So that starts getting into Thanksgiving territory, and we'll have to keep an eye on that. All right. We will do just that, and we get to talk to you hopefully next Tuesday as well, Tom. So uh, yes. thank you for the time, and enjoy the rest of your day. Anna, you too. It's always good to talk to you. And you have a great day, Anna. Stay warm. Thank you, Tom. Say hi to everybody over there. I will. Tom Skilling, sponsored by Permaseal Basement Systems.